0: Hello,
1: Hello, Kevin. It's your doctor. I have the results of your test. I need to ask you some questions before I can make a full diagnosis. Do you have a moment?
0: Oh, hi, Doc. Sure, ask away.
1: Very good. Now, you are over 40, correct?
0: Oh, yeah. Way over.
1: And do you play video games?
0: Absolutely. It's been a lifelong hobby
1: huh. And do you appear regularly on any podcasts?
0: Not currently, no.
1: Ah, well, that explains it. I'm afraid you are suffering from podcast omission disorder.
0: Podcast omission disorder?
1: Yes, it's a fairly new phenomenon, discovered by myself, in fact. You see, if a male over 40 who plays video games does not have a podcast, they develop a certain malaise. Melancholy. A general listlessness. It's surprisingly common.
0: Wait, the acronym for podcast omission disorder is POD?
1: Look, we are healthcare professionals working during a pandemic. We need to have some fun. Fair enough. I'm afraid there is no cure, but it can be treated by a full course of podcasting.
0: Oh, Well, my friends and I had a podcast years ago, but it is a lot of work and it's really hard to get listeners in such an oversaturated market.
1: It can't be that hard, can it? Gather around the microphones and yell a lot about how everyone's a woke snowflake and the government is putting chemtrails in the water to turn the frogs gay. I mean, it works for most of them.
0: I don't think we can do that. We're all pretty progressively minded and it would be really hypocritical.
1: Really? Huh. Well, can you think of anything that would set you apart from the literal billions of other podcasts where a bunch of dudes talk about video games?
0: Well, you know, my occupation's pretty unique. I design and build professional hand puppets. I'm sorry,
1: did you say hand puppets?
0: That's right. Kind of like the Muppets? That sort of thing?
1: Really? And that pays the bills, does it? Mm, Sometimes. Extraordinary. Well... I think I'll stick to medicine if that's all the same.
0: Probably for the best.
1: There you are, then. All you need to do is figure out a way to talk about video games and... puppets... in the same show and instant podcast.
0: That seems untenable.
1: Look, I'm the doctor here, so just pay attention and stop whining. Now, I'm going to write you a prescription for some monstrously expensive audio equipment that your insurance definitely won't cover. And, uh... Happy podcasting.
0: Uh, okay, I guess we can give it a shot.
1: Jolly good. Really, hand puppets.
0: Really, hand puppets.
1: Oh, well, takes all kinds, I suppose. Nurse, I'm ready to see Mr. Rogan now.
0: Well, I guess we're doing a podcast. Welcome to Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet podcast, the only podcast to combine the subjects of gaming, tech, media, and puppets for no easily explainable reason. It is December 9th, 2022, you are the internet, I am Kevin Blades, my pronouns are he, him, and this is episode zero of Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet podcast. Surprise! I didn't tell anybody I was doing this. In fact, I didn't know I was doing it until last night as I was lying in bed with insomnia. And went, you know, we've got, we we know we're going to do it. I've got the feed all hooked up. Everything is there, but there's nothing in it. I should test things because that's one thing I haven't done is tested anything. So episode zero is just, it's not a full episode. This is just me. Uh, For the moment, um, I'm talking about things because we I wanted to get something in the feed and test some audio equipment. So before I even get into it, I want to thank Scarlett G.B. Potter, a friend of the show, supporter, one of our regulars on Operation Puppet uh, for their tremendous voice acting talents. Uh, Scarlett is a professional voice actor. I did pay for their time because unlike venture capitalists, I believe that a we need human artists and B that you should pay them. I guess being a being a, a working artist is biases me somewhat but yes, I did I did the uh, solicit uh, Scarlett's help with the opening skit there and Scarlett did an amazing job playing the doctor in in the opening skit, which kind of I hope, lends itself towards explaining a little bit about why this is happening uh but but we shall see so anyway um what i'm going to do i think in this one is since it is just me um i'm going to give a little bit of the history of why <laughs> <laughs> why we're doing this because I I'm sure if you're just hitting us and you what is this puppets and video games what what are you talking about um you'd probably be a little confused I would be too uh so I'm gonna give some of the rundown because there's a bit of a, a bit of a long tail on this um and we're gonna uh just talk about how I got here from there and and in in future episodes when we introduce the episode, I'm going to be able to go, okay, you know what, to to explain all this, just go back and listen to episode zero. It's the first one in the feed. This is why it's not numbered because this is not a normal episode. This is not how it's going to go. But I just wanted to kind of get this down for posterity and uh, and, then hopefully then we'll just have a single thing that we can point to and go, just go listen to this. It'll explain everything. So uh, without further ado, let's get into it. So you can tell that I'm out of practice because I'm like, I should get a drink before I really get into it. Get up, open the fridge, go to grab a can of soda and then think, whoa, wait, hang on. Nope. Don't want to make gas. This is a podcast. That would be a bad thing. So I I remembered. Uh, So I've just got a glass of water now because you don't want to hear that. Um, And that kind of leads into the first point that, yes, this is not as the saying goes, my first rodeo um uh jamie and andrew uh who you may know from the frankie play streams if you've visited us before um we used to have a podcast years ago about video games and tech and media uh and uh it was a lot of fun and we decided that um it we missed it we we ended it um, just because it the space is so crowded that you know we just couldn't get the listeners and the amount of work that goes into making a podcast, at least a decent quality one, is a is a lot. There's there's a lot to it, um, and it was just there was no the, the the time investment required versus the number of listeners was just not the balance wasn't there. So we we ended it, but then a lot of things happened. So let me go back. I <sighs> have got notes. I actually made, I never make notes. Well, I don't, it's not true. I don't never make notes, but I rarely make detailed notes for any podcast just because I like to be kind of free form. But for this I did because we've got a lot to cover. So we're going to get into the history of like, uh, you, who am I and why, why do I feel that we should be making a podcast with myself and some friends? Uh, and, uh, and we're going to talk about that. So let me see, where am I starting here? Um, my name is Kevin Blades, as I said at the top, and I have a job as many do. Um, and my job is unusual in that there aren't a lot of us doing it. I design and build professional quality hand puppets. Um, it is a niche thing. But it is enough to to keep me going. And I've been doing it for about three years now. We're probably coming up close to four. But um, that is uh, unusual, <laughs> to say the least. Now, I didn't start out doing that. But ever since I was a little kid, I've always... As soon as I became aware of the existence of like being an entertainer, that has always kind of been a thing I do. I mean, I was you know, I'm, I'm not a young man. I was born in 1968. So I grew up in the seventies and eighties and I was out there like with my dad's 16 millimeter, like home movie camera and my Star Wars action figures making like what are essentially fan films. Didn't have any audio. So I would take my tape recorder and try and record the audio to kind of sync up with the film. And it's, it's just, you know, that's, Where it started (laughs) is what it comes down to. So I've always been making some kind of entertainment media um, right from the very beginning. I knew that's what I wanted to do. And uh, it's taken many, many different forms over the years. But I've always kind of made stuff that hopefully people will enjoy. Um, I've never found that much of an audience until now with the puppet thing. Uh, so that's kind of th- why we're getting into this now is because I think there may be a bit more of an audience than there used to be, uh, for, for what we do. So where this whole podcast thing started was years ago, uh, some friends and I, including Jamie, um, were playing, uh, Diablo three on the reg, uh, one of our favorite games of all time. Um, and we would just get together like at least once a week and just hang out in chat. I don't even remember what we were using. We may have even been using Skype <laughs> back then. Was, this is was before Discord, so I think it was before Discord. I don't. I don't know. It's all. It's all blur. I should have written like dates down, but who? Who even knows? I'm sure JB. When JB hears this, uh, he'll correct me. Um, but we we uh, we're all fans of the Venture Brothers. And this was between seasons. It may have been between two and three or three and four. I don't even remember. But uh, it was taking a long time for the next season of The Venture Brothers. And as we were playing Diablo 3, we would, like, have just come up with sort of running gags and, like, recurring characters that would be kind of funny, like, in the game. And slowly it kind of crept over us. that, Like, you know what? We could do that. We could write. Something like the Venture Brothers. We could just do it. And, of course, the problem there being Venture Brothers is a cartoon. Um, So I had been in some kind of media production of one kind or another for a while. I was working as a web developer. I had done lots of multimedia stuff, lots of video editing. And I'd even done some, uh, like, film work and a little bit of 3D animation. So I kind of had an idea of what it takes to do it. So I thought, ah, let's give it a try. Why not? Let's do the show right here. I've got a broom. You've got a barn. You know, that kind of thing. Um, So we we just went, you know what? We're going to make a cartoon. Or rather, I did. I'm, I'm generally, and this will bring it to puppets immediately, I'm generally what I think of as the kermit of every situation in that I'm kind of the... I'm, I'm the one that's trying to hold it all together and organize it and motivate it. And I'm not necessarily the most interesting or dynamic one, but I'm just kind of in the, in the central point trying to hold it all together and keep it going. So I led the charge to make our own cartoon, not ever having done that kind of thing before. So, you know, how hard can it be? Right? Yeah. Turns out really hard. People who make cartoons work really hard, even the simplified version of cartoons that we ended up doing. But um, we did end up making two episodes, which I'm pretty proud of. And you can you can even go and watch them. There's an old uh, the old YouTube channel is still up. I'll put it in the show notes. But um, through that, what what the cartoon was, was kind of a parody of like video game tropes and nerd culture and it was kind of a, a fun take on that kind of thing, and uh, the title of the cartoon was Operation Pug. P u g. P u g. Of course, as as Gabers know, will usually stand for pickup group. Um, I believe coming from basketball originally, but um, that usually stands for like there's a random group in a video game. If you if you need to like you know if you're in an MMO and you want to run a dungeon, you get a you get a pug. You get a pickup group. In the context of the cartoon, it also stood for Procedural Universe Generator. And the whole concept of the show was that there was this, like, it's the Matrix, basically. But the Matrix, if it wasn't quite so, like, I don't know, cyberpunk grimdark, uh, that the the there's a super secret, you know, secret society, government organization that's running these virtual worlds. And that they're they're trying to create, you know, sentience. Uh, out of it's Elon Musk is what kind of what Now that I think about it, oh, that's not a thing. That's not a place I wanted to go. Um, but that the, the, the there was this like uh, super secret organization creating these virtual worlds, and they were kind of zapping people's brains into it, and people were like teaching the, the system sentience through the process of playing video games. So it was, you know, it's kind of like the peripheral, uh, the William Gibson book where they, it's like you're in VR, but it feels real. Um, but you're in a game world. And so real basic concept, certainly nothing original. Um, but then there were several characters that you introduced introduce throughout the show and you'll, you'll see if you want it, you can go watch it. So, uh, I'll put the, I'll put the link in the show notes. Like I said, so we did that. And now of course, Through that, um, you know, we would have to more or less kind of keep up with what was going on in video games, and you know, we're all we're all video game players from way back when, Uh, and not just video games, but tabletop games, role playing games, all kinds of games. Um, And we're all of the older persuasion, shall we say? So we've been doing it for a long time. So I think that's one of the things that we kind of brought to the table was uh, some insight, you know, and some some historical context. And so hopefully the humor that would come out of that was informed and not just, you know, something throwaway gags. Uh, so I, we did that. And because we had to keep up with what was going on in video games, we kind of just fell into doing a podcast uh, generally about video games. We're also all kind of tech heads and uh, and media, uh, like I know Andrew, for example. Um is a big film buff, uh, so and has you know written film criticisms and things. So we we just kind of ended up falling into doing a video game podcast. So three dudes sitting around talking about video games. Stop me if you've heard this before, because there's like a billion other podcasts just like that. So of course, uh, it was uh you know we had a small audience to start with. I don't think we ever really broke out of the friends and family listening to it. kind of level, Um, but that was that, and we really enjoyed making it, but like I said, it was just, you know, too much work after a while, but that was called the Pugcast, because it was from the, the whole media thing was called Operation Pug, and we expanded a little bit, other than the cartoon, because of course the cartoon was taking forever to make, because I was the only animator working on the show, so of course it was. Um, I wanted to have something, other stuff in there to kind of fill the gaps between episodes and, and while it was being worked on. So that's kind of where the podcast came in. That's also, we would do some like live streams and, and we would just sort of make stuff under the umbrella of Operation Pug, uh, to, to, to get stuff out there and to just, you know, make fun content, quote unquote content uh, on the internet, um, that hopefully people would enjoy. So around 2017, 2018, around there, uh, I was working in a very toxic work environment and I had been from going from one really horrible digital sweatshop style, uh, web development job, uh, from one to another for a number of, of years. And it was really taking a toll on my mental health around that time, around 2017, 2018, again, I didn't write down the date. So, you know, it's going to be approximate. Um, I, I was at the point where I'm like, I can't keep doing this. I have to figure something else out. You know, I'm not a young man. I'm starting to age out of the industry. Um, and I, I absolutely hate it. It was, it was the worst. So, I had enough savings that I could afford to just kind of step back. And I mean, you know, in, in tech in general, there's very, very little job security anyway. You're always thinking about your next gig. So it wasn't like I had to like maintain a fantastic job or anything. So I had enough savings that I could just kind of step away for a bit and figure out what I wanted to do next. Uh, and that, uh, then came to a fateful, uh, uh, vacation. Now, if you're a regular for Operation Puppet, you will have probably heard this story before. So forgive me if you're, if you're hearing it again, but it's important to get it down because it is a kind of pivotal moment, uh, in, in all of this. So in 2018, um, myself, my wife, and, uh, our friend Jamie, uh, who had been working with me on Operation Pug, And his partner, uh, we took a long weekend trip to one of my favorite places in the world, New York City. Uh, And among the things that were on the schedule to do was go to the Museum of the Moving Image. Because at the Museum of the Moving Image, there is a permanent uh, Jim Henson exhibit. Now, I had been interested uh, in puppets since I was a little kid. Um, and there's a whole, there's a whole history of the the Fraggle story. If you want to go to the Operation Puppet YouTube channel and and, and you can find it there. I won't get into the details of that because that's just too much, uh, too much uh, history for this, uh, scope. But I had really been into puppets. I had, you know, as a kid, I would build puppets. I taught myself puppetry, but it kind of fell away as I entered adolescence just because, you know, I got more interested in things like dating and rock music, you know, and the whole puppets thing kind of faded away and I hadn't really thought about it. And of course I hadn't thought about it, uh, as a career move because what even could that be? Right. Um, nevertheless, uh, puppetry in general was always something in the back of my head. Uh, it was never, uh, you know, an important thing or something I thought I could ever even consider doing again. So we were in New York City, and we went to the Museum of the Moving Image, and uh, it was, of course, wonderful. You know, all all these memories come flooding back, and it was a big nostalgia trip. And then uh, at the time, and I think this might still be the case, although I haven't been in a while, um, there was a kiosk in the Jim Henson exhibit that had uh, sort of like, this is how we make the Muppets. And they had like little, little practice puppets there and a camera and a monitor, and you could just pick up a puppet and try it yourself. Now I hadn't put on a puppet in 30 years at this point. Um, And at first I was like, you know, Jamie picked it up and Jamie was doing a little, little performance with the puppet and it was all cute and everything. And it's like, and I hadn't even thought about doing it. And then I think, I think it may have been Jamie's partner who kind of went, Oh, go ahead. Give it a shot. And i was like, okay. So I picked up the puppet, put it on and all of these neurons just kind of sparked back into life. And suddenly, it was all back. All of my love of puppetry, all of the instincts, everything was just there again. It was it was like a part of my brain had that had been shut down, finally fired back into life uh, after decades, right? So the next morning, uh, at breakfast, that's all I could talk about was was puppetry. And how could we integrate puppetry into operation Pug, right? Because suddenly that was the thing. At the time, I was doing a lot of board game streaming. Uh, and I thought, oh, maybe we can you know integrate puppetry into that I, okay, fine. there was a lot of there was a lot of talk about stuff that never happened, but uh, it I caught the bug. it was there. And from that, I ended up coming up with, I I knew I wanted to do something with puppetry in some capacity. uh, And I came up with the concept for the show, The Oracle, which if you're an Operation Puppet listener, viewer, you know about The Oracle. Now, at the time, as I started putting together The Oracle, it was still under the umbrella of Operation Pug. Um, and as a matter of fact, I think one of the last videos on the Operation Pug YouTube channel is me announcing the new show, The Oracle, right? But uh, at the time, I hadn't even thought about building puppets. It wasn't even a thing. I was more focused on the performance side of things. So I went looking for, like, I didn't even know what was out there. Like, can you even buy decent quality puppets? anyway? Because there is quite a difference between a decent quality professional puppet Uh, and you know, just something that you buy in a toy store kind of thing. They're not the same thing at all. But, uh, so I had no idea. I had no idea what the landscape was. I had no idea what the, what the expenses were. I had no idea what it would cost to get a good quality hand puppet because, you know, these things aren't, uh, stamped out in a factory somewhere. These are all handmade. So, you know, it's obviously not going to be cheap. So I started looking around and I found a couple things that were okay. And I got some puppets for the show. And I got enough to get it started. Now, because of the way things went down, I actually commissioned a builder to build some puppets. Uh, that that story we'll get to in a second because it, it does not have a well, it does have a happy ending, but it does not have a happy middle. Um, but I ended up getting some puppets that weren't the ones I exactly planned on for the show. They weren't exactly the characters, so I had to change some of the characters around. Um, but it ended up being pretty good because uh, originally, if you know the Oracle, the the character um, that uh, became Frankie, who was the producer, that was originally the goblin. The Oracle character was originally a, a kind of skeksis creature. And that's the one I had commissioned from uh, a builder who shall remain nameless. Um, th- I had commissioned that and a couple more. And they delivered eventually the skeksis puppet in a very poor condition and uh, nowhere near what we had discussed. Uh, It was not good quality. It looked terrible. It was awful to perform. And it was late because I had, I I tried to keep to a a somewhat uh, reliable uh, release schedule and I had decided I wanted to start shooting. I think it was in the February of 2019, possibly my dates might be wrong there, but we'll see. Um, and they were way late, like months and months late. So, okay. Also, they never delivered the other two puppets. They, they constantly would be giving excuses. And I eventually, it, a year went by and they still hadn't delivered the puppets. Or And because I paid PayPal, I couldn't get a refund. And I just had to walk away from several hundred dollars worth of, uh, of stuff. That left a bitter taste in my mouth, of course, because I thought, well, this is what it's going to be you know, that's, I I want more puppets and I don't necessarily want other people's designs. I want to like design a puppet and have this puppet. Huh? Well, when I was a kid, I used to build puppets. I had no idea what I was doing and they were terrible, but maybe I can figure this out. So I started going on YouTube looking for uh, tutorials and I found Adam Krutinger's channel. Uh, and from there I started going, huh? All right. Now at this point, I hadn't actually made anything like this in a couple of decades. I was a software guy. I had, I had no, I don't, I'd never really used a sewing machine. I don't, I didn't know how to sew. I certainly never worked with like industrial adhesives or, or foam or anything like that. It was just all a whole new thing for me. But I started with some very simple designs, uh, and it turned out that I was like, huh, okay. Um, thankfully I came across Project Puppet, shout out to Project Puppets, Project Puppet, forgive me, um, projectpuppet.com, uh, who, uh, create and sell, um, beginner level puppet patterns. And this was a really great starting point. Uh, And it really taught me sort of the anatomy of how a puppet pattern breaks down and, and all that kind of thing. And from all this, I started seeing that, oh, wait, there's other people, you know, who are actually into this kind of thing. And there's, oh, look at this on Etsy. There's a whole bunch of people, you know, a handful, not a, I guess not a bunch, a bunch is too many. But there's, you know, a handful of people who are actually like running an Etsy shop where they sell their own design And puppets. Huh. Interesting. So now that I had started building my own puppets, originally intending to only do it for the puppets I wanted for the show, um, I kind of went, uh, wonder if this is a thing I could do. So I set up a little Etsy shop, called it Operation Puppet, which is a derivative from the old Operation Pug. And actually one of the reasons I did that was because I already had a bunch of logo and artwork done uh, for Operation Pug. And so I just kind of repurposed a lot of that stuff and call it Operation Puppet. I mean, the initials are the same OP, right? So simple. And that's that's how and why Operation Puppet became called Operation Puppet. And that's what I call the Etsy shop. Uh, And I started selling uh, models that I called Greeblies, which are are my my tribute to Fraggles. They look very Fraggly. And I actually started selling a couple. So I'm like, huh, I'm going to get into this a little bit more. Because, again, I was still in the the phase of going, I still don't know what I want to do professionally. I got to earn money somehow, but I'm not quite sure how. So I started uh, I doubled down on on the puppet thing, on the puppet building thing. Uh, and uh, and kind of that's where we are now. I, I started developing a little bit of, of a following. Now it's a very small field. But people seemed to like what I was doing. And that was really cool. And because I had all this media background, I just sort of naturally kind of started making more media. Not only like the Oracle show, but also on how to build puppets because that was, you know, there's only a couple of people who make media on that. Um, and so it was a very kind of uh ripe field for more faces. Uh, so I started doing that. And from that, a little bit of an audience started building and we started doing live streams uh, of puppet building and also of uh, some video game playing with the, with the, one of my characters, Frankie. And then we, there was, you know, not nobody, which is, which is what my previous experience with Operation Pug was. You're streaming to nobody, pal. There's nobody here. And maybe your VODs will get a couple of views, but, but nothing like this. Operation Puppet actually started getting some subscribers on YouTube and some, some live views. So it's like, okay, this is, this has got some momentum behind it. Where's a little bit of an audience here and that's all I ever wanted. I don't, you know, I mean, this is never going to be a big thing. It's impossible for a little guy like me to break through, but as long as there's just somebody out there listening or watching, that's all I care about. It's not, it's not about money. It's not about exposure. It's not about having a huge audience. It's just about somebody out there enjoying the content. That's all I care about. So, um, that's when we kind of, kind of went, well, it's been a while. There's been a whole pandemic, you know, things are happening um, on the on the Operation Puppet front. Operation Pug is dormant. You know, we could just start a podcast. So JB and Andrew and I, because we had been streaming with the Frankie Play live streams, if you are familiar with Operation Puppet, you know about the Frankie Play streams. Um, if not, uh, go enjoy them. They're all up on the YouTube channel. Uh, so we kind of went, well we, we used to podcast. We could just do that again. It could just be another thing in the, in the kind of roster of operation puppet. So that's what we decided to do. That's where, that's where we're at now. We're just going to get back into it with the old subject matters, because I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of kind of, uh, combinations of audiences between, you know, the, the gaming space, the nerd space, nerd space. What a terrible phrase, Kevin. Stop it. But you know what I'm talking about, nerd culture in general. And that is a thing, and it is a dominant force these days. I mean, look at Disney Plus, right? But there is quite a bit of an overlap in audiences uh between those spaces uh, and puppetry. Um so it's not necessarily a one-to-one kind of the Venn diagram overlaps a little bit, but it's not a perfect circle. You know what I mean? But Hopefully those of you who are interested in both of those subjects will find something interesting in this podcast. So that brings us to this, where we are now. So what exactly is this going to be? Because it's going to be about gaming. We know that it's going to be about puppets. We know that. Um, And it's going to be about tech and media but how how are are all those things going to fit together, and, and what are we bringing to the table? Because that was that was kind of my thing. It's like, well, we know that this is an oversaturated in terms of video games uh, and you know gaming and, and tech and media. It's a really oversaturated market. Three cishet white dudes sitting around talking about video games, kind of is done. <laughs> you know, if you want that. You can find it lots of places. And they're usually, you know, just angry white dudes yelling about stuff. That's not what we're about. And I kind of realized that one of the things that we can bring to the table is, is the fact that we're all on the older side. I am the oldest of the bunch, but between us, we've all been in this space Uh, of both gaming and tech and just nerdy things in general for pretty much since the beginning, at least the beginning of video games. I mean, my, you know, I was playing Pong when Pong was out new, you know what I mean? So um, we've, we've got that kind of history. And the thing is about gaming spaces in particular Uh, and, and video game spaces, uh, even more so we, we still have a kind of ageist approach to it. We don't value, uh, experience at age. Uh, there comes a point where that becomes a real negative, right? And people don't even care about, you know, like it's all, it's all youth oriented, but I think that we are at the point now we've had a couple of generations who've been brought up with video games i'm I'm always been interested in history. i I, you know, uh, I, I listen to a lot of history podcasts. i've I've studied history, and I understand the importance of history in the kind of to contextualize things. We need we need history. We need to know where we've come from in order to understand how we got here and then how can we get to a better place. And I think that's one of the things that all of us, uh, myself, Jamie, and Andrew, who are going to be the three regulars, Um, and we're also going to have guests come on as well, but we, uh, because we've been doing this for so long, I think we can bring that kind of context and perspective to the game space, to the media space, to all of these things, and hopefully give a bit more of a thoughtful and nuanced approach to things. Because usually video game podcasts are just dudes sitting around making bad jokes and, and you know, yelling about the things they're angry about. That's not what we're going to do. We want to, I mean, we're not necessarily going to be uncritical, but we're going to try and be uh, more thoughtful in our criticism. When something should be criticized, we're definitely going to do it, but we're going to try and be more constructive and and more uh, helpful for everybody involved, both, you know, gamers and developers and everybody in the space. Um, We want to kind of give that kind of perspective. So that's the first thing. We're going to be focusing more on a kind of nuanced, thoughtful, um, uh, contemplative uh, version of your standard gaming podcast for the gaming content. But I think we're also, because we have a good deal of experience doing this kind of thing we're also fairly comfortable with it uh and I, and I think we're fairly good at it so hopefully it's just going to be entertaining so whether you're here for the video games or for the puppets uh or just because you like listening to friendly people hanging out i mean, welcome that's that's the whole kind of point is we want to make it uh it's a, we want to make it a comfort podcast uh that's i think something that uh, a lot of us could use these days i know that i myself when i listen to podcasts now I'm actively seeking out things that just make me feel good uh and that's kind of what i've always wanted to provide with operation puppet is just that an, a nice place you could go to unplug it's important to be aware and to stay you know involved uh you know politically and socially but there's just so much to deal with that it's nice to have a place where you can go and just hang out, I listen to nice, friendly, happy things, um, but not necessarily in an artificial way, but just in a pleasant way. That there are to, to know that there are nice, pleasant things in the world that exist is just comforting, and it helps you recharge the battery so you can be more engaged. And that's that's kind of the philosophy I want to put into the podcast. So on the puppet front, basically, I think what I'm going to be doing is we're going to be leading up most of the episodes with uh, sort of puppet news. Uh, I have my ear to the ground pretty much on a lot of stuff that's happening in the puppet space. I'll be talking about, you know, what I've been working on. Um, there's also going to be uh, regular live streams where I build puppets. So we're going to talk about all that stuff and that will kind of be at the top of every podcast and then we're just going to get into other stuff. And for the gaming stuff, you know, there's a lot of podcasts that are really focused on, you know, what are the latest releases and, and you know, here's the video game review for, the, for this game that just came out. Should you buy it? Should you not? We're not going to do that because, I mean, uh, there's a thousand of those and you can take a pick with whichever ones you want. Now, we will cover new games every now and then when we're playing them, but we're only going to talk about the games that we are playing and a lot of the games that we play aren't new, um, but that they they do. Uh, we're going to talk about the games that have sticking power for us, basically. So it's going to be a more kind of personal approach. Um, and we're also going to talk about games that we have played that have meant something to us. And in fact, that's going to be one of I think the first features in the gaming section of the podcast is going to be about video games that have really meant something to us. I have plans for that, but I don't want to announce it too early because I want to sort of spring it on the guys uh, when, we, when we're when we all together recording the episode. So we'll, we'll talk about that more. But that's kind of the philosophy. We're not going to be the, you know, cutting edge, you know, here's the latest Fortnite skins or something. We're just going to talk about uh, games that mean something to us and why they mean them. And then we're also going to talk about other stuff like tech news because we're into it. So, you know, if... If we were recording this podcast, if we'd started, you know, a few weeks ago, we'd be talking about Elon. We're not, hopefully, going to talk about Elon too much. I don't want to know anymore. But you know, uh, if it's relevant to the space, and because like we're all we're all online all the time, and and so it's good and I think helpful to be reflective about that. Much like our approach to the game space, we're going to try and be uh, uh, thoughtful is the word. I keep coming back to it. I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but that's, um, that's really the whole thing. I want us to, to be, because we're older and maybe wiser, you know, that's something I think we can, we can bring to it. So there we go. This is what it's going to be. Hopefully Uh, we'll see how it goes. We're going to be launching episode one in January. We still haven't talked about, uh, you know, everyone's everywhere right now. So we're going to wait till after the holidays, figure out what our schedules are going to be. But that's what the podcast pixels and puppets is and is going to be. There's going to be lots. I hope that you enjoy it. I hope that, you know, tell everybody that, you know, Um, because I want us to have at least a small audience would, would be great. So thank you everybody. Uh, the link to the link tree with all the social media stuff is going to be in the show notes as always, just go to operationpuppet.com. Uh, everything will be there. Join the discord. And if you found this on iTunes, I guess, do we even call it iTunes anymore? I don't remember if Apple podcast, whatever, uh, ratings, always help uh so there we go i'm gonna i'm gonna i haven't even recorded an outro yet i was so unprepared for this i'm gonna go record an outro and that's what you're about to hear so thank you everybody and we will see you in january you have been listening to pixels and puppets the operation puppet podcast Visit www.operationpuppet.com for all our links, tell your friends, give us a rating wherever you get your podcasts, and join us again because nothing is more entertaining than aging nerds giving their opinions on the internet.